Hi everybody, hope you're fine. In this episode, I talk to BGD and 777. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Bruce Goldsmith. I'm from BGD, Bruce Goldsmith Design, uh, which is my own brand. And uh, I'm British, but the company is Austrian. Since when does your brand exist? Uh, this year we're in our 10th year, so 10 years uh, of BGD. Before that I was uh, Airwave and I also worked for Advance and I also uh, founded Ozone. What kind of wings do you produce? Yeah, we're making mainly paragliders. Uh, we also do quite a lot of paramotor wings as well. So we have uh, big heavy trike paramotor wings as well as uh, normal solo paramotor wings. And we also do uh, kites as well for snow kiting and uh, also for sea, sea kiting. But it's um, paraglider style inflatable kites rather than uh, leading edge ram, leading edge style kites, LEI kites. Which target group do you have in mind when developing your wings? Let's think. I think the thing that um, really sets BGD aside is that we are very, very international. We have uh, people from 20 different countries working for BGD and uh, our market is really the whole world. So uh, because a lot of brands, especially around the Stubai area, are very German and Alpine orientated, whereas we are very, very uh, international. So we sell as much in South America as Asia, as Eastern Europe and uh, Well, some in Africa, but Africa is not a, not a very big market. But we are very, very international. So uh, these are our customers. And uh, so I develop gliders specifically for these international customers rather than pure Alpine customers, which is what a lot of brands do. Yeah, I mean, we do gliders from beginner gliders through to intermediate and advanced gliders. And um, which I think every other paraglider brand does as well. And uh, yeah, so what really sets us aside is just this international side of things. For instance, uh, we don't uh, emphasize so much the lightweight gliders because a lot of, in a lot of countries uh, around the world, they're not really interested in lightweight gliders. So lightweight gliders for us is, is only around uh, 25% of the, of the market. Okay, important question now. What is your philosophy when it comes to making paragliders? <laughs> Yeah, perhaps I should think about that a little bit. <laughs> I mean, the first of all, I mean, BGD is very well known for our uh, colors. Of course, we have the most brightly colored uh, paragliders out there. And we spend uh, a lot of time and effort developing the, the colors. Uh, so we make color prototypes as well as prototypes for technical reasons, which is... Uh, quite different. So normally when we're developing a glider, each of the prototypes has also a different color. Um, I've been designing paragliders for uh, 30 years. And um, so I've developed a, a real uh, feel for, for the gliders. They have to have very good handling, especially, and, um, and be very predictable in, their, in the way they fly. Um, Because the kind of glider which I don't like is what I call a now you see me, now you don't glider. So, so it's a glider which is all there and then suddenly goes. So the philosophy we have is that we have, we like to have a glider which is uh, progressive so that it's, um, if you're going to get a collapse, you should get a small tip collapse rather than the whole glider collapsing at one time. 
and this is what I call uh, progressive stability. So we have quite a lot of information about progressive stability on our website. And uh, so what it does is it um, enables the pilot, well, it encourages the pilot to fly more actively to avoid collapses himself. How do you classify wings within a certain class? And please give an example. Um, I mean, they're classified by, as well, ABC, but also by the complexity of the glider, how many cells it has, and its aspect ratio as well, and uh, price as well, also. So normally, you know, the more simple A gliders are cheaper and more accessible, and as you, know, so you increase the number of cells and increase the complexity of the gliders, then you uh, also increase the, the price and the, the skill level of the, of the gliders as well, of the pilots. Yeah. So, yeah, we have two gliders inside EMB, but it also follows this, you know, one has more cells than the other, more aspect ratio, and um, the way we design the glider so that uh, the higher B requires more pilot skill, and the lower B is more, more simple, more easy, and more straightforward, with more pitch damping as well. So it's, um, it's quite easy. Well, we just have two Bs, a high B and a low B. And normally the B is the, the biggest category of, uh, of paraglider. And that's why we have two. Well, we also have two A's as well. So two A's and two B's and uh, one C. Do you also take winching into account? Um, we do have some countries which winch quite a bit, like um, Norway, Sweden, Finland, oh. Holland, of course. And uh, but uh, I think that a glider which uh, launches well and comes up nicely uh, doesn't require any special uh, design features for for winching. Uh, and I normally like to just recommend that you don't use too high a toe tension when winching. Normally use a weak link of uh, 100 kilos, which is quite low for uh, many places. But uh, I remember when I used to start winching, some of in the UK, they used to have uh, parasending people and they used to use like 500 kilo winch tensions and things like this, which was uh, really uh, not great. And that could cause uh, problems of deep stool, for example, with very, very high wing loading. But if you keep the wing loading low, you know, with the absolute maximum of uh, 100 kilos, then no special design requirements are needed for winching. I think the internal structure has got much more sophisticated and stronger and supports the glider better. And um, so really there's uh, yeah, no problem for winching at all. Yeah. What do you see as an important future development? <laughs> um, at the moment we're really concentrating a lot on computer simulation for the design of the gliders. And um, this is taking uh, a huge amount of R&D &D effort and it's what we're uh, mostly investing in. Uh, research and development. Yeah, the research and development and the computer simulation in research and development. Uh, I think that uh, development to a large extent between all the brands is, is almost a, a computer software competition going on <laughs> right now. And all the brands have... Uh, different simulation programs and different concepts in their simulation programs. And uh, I think we'll see a, a divergence as these, because these programs really have nothing in common. You know, they're not developed, they're not developed together at all, you know, so they're completely independent. 
Yeah, I think that's good. I think it's really uh, encouraging to have that diversity in, in the development of the programs. So this will produce uh, different concepts from and different ways of, uh, of designing the gliders, so different characteristics. So I think we should see some very interesting advances because of this. Any further improvements that we may expect from your company? Um, well, I think our target is just to have uh, increasingly safe gliders, which are really fun to fly and uh, with a more accessible performance. Last question. How do you deal with complaints? Uh, I deal with a lot of them personally, actually. Um, and um, how do we deal with the complaints? We, yeah, we speak, we answer the customers directly and, and speak directly with them wherever they are in the world. And we have uh, a huge uh, network of distributors around the world and agents. And normally we deal through the agents in the local countries, but uh, with complaints, they often come directly to me and I speak directly to the customers. Yeah, I would say that, um, I would say, 80% of the complaints are, are correct, you know, but a uh, few of them are wrong and I just give, uh, you know, uh, a good explanation because I'm writing a lot of articles for Cross Country Magazine and I have them all, of course I have my whole history of articles and normally if their complaint is wrong, then I can just send them an article showing them why they're wrong and give them a solution to, to this uh, technical problem, you know, or uh, it's often a problem of... Uh, of um, you know, piloting or a problem of um, interpretation of uh, the materials or, or whatever you know, yeah. and so uh, normally I just for those wrong wrong uh, claims, then I would send them articles to educate the pilot better in the, in the problems that they have. And we had some gliders with uh, porosity problems. I think that um, one thing that's quite maybe unique to BGD is that we use a lot of different uh, colors on the gliders. Sometimes we have 10 different colors on, on one glider. And um, if you have so many different colors, then it means that there's lots of different rolls of cloth being used for each glider. And, um, you know, there is certain rolls of cloth that can be not as good as other rolls of cloth. And this is the kind of rolls of cloth which can produce uh, porosity problems over over time and the, we have the advantage that uh, we only have a small few small patches of any particular cloth so the whole glider doesn't go porous we just get a few little patches so it means that we've never had a glider actually which has actually become dangerous because of low porosity we only just get so a few bad porosity readings but the gliders actually still fly safely which is nice so that's just one example of some safety issues which exist Thank you very much. Okay, no problem. Thanks very much. Nice to speak to you. That was my chat with BGD. Let's continue with 777. Hi, my name is Matias and I'm uh, from 777 brand. Uh, we are coming from Slovenia. And my function is uh, marketing in first place, but everything else as well. <laughs> Since when does your brand exist? Actually, 777 was based in 2011. Uh, it's based on our uh, designers, uh, Valich Brothers, who are well known that they were designers before that already for many years for other brands. But in 2011, they decided to, to build up a brand of their own. What kind of wings do you produce? Yeah, our... Mm, our 
company is actually uh, more focused on the cross-country competition wings. We are uh, oriented more in the performance part of the wings. So uh, whoever is seeking, let's say, whoever is flying 777 wing is going to be a pilot who is going to do uh, longer flights. He's going to do cross-country or maybe he will be competing and he wants to get the best performance glider for competition. Okay, let's start. And I think you answered already the first question. Which target group do you have in mind when developing your wings? Yeah, actually, uh, Valich Brothers, our designers, they are coming from the field of competitions from before. And uh, with uh, their own brand, we had to move also to, uh, to other uh, um, categories. So uh, whenever we are doing a new wing, we are always looking to squeeze as much as possible out of the wing in performance-wise but still, of course, remaining on the, on the side of uh, having the wing also being as safe as possible. Because we are coming from the competition world, uh, that's why also our wings reflect that, that uh, when you get the wing, uh, you know that in the, in the certain class, this wing is going to be one of the top, if not the top uh, performance one. What is your philosophy when it comes to making paragliders? Oh, philosophy is, I'm not the designer, but I can say that I'm spending a lot of time with them, so I can say um, it's always redefining, trying to find something new. So we say Triple uh, Seven innovative, innovative gliders from uh, Valich Brothers, because uh, we don't want to just follow the trends, we want to do also something new, so this also reflects in our wing, wings that you can see that we are trying to push things forward. Uh, let me just say that uh, we were the first uh, company that introduced uh, the shark nose or we call it back position intake uh, technology in the B class. This was already in 2011 and also then after that when everyone said it, the, uh, the shark nose is not uncertifiable uh, technology, we certified also the A class as the first uh, company worldwide. How do you classify wings within a certain class? Yeah, I think it's very hard to say because it depends on the class that we are talking about. Let's say for the A class we have two wings, which one is really basic, it's deck. Um, and the other one is a little bit more uh, developed, I would say. This is Pound uh, Evo at the moment. And uh, the difference between two, the two is, of course, uh, one is uh, uh, less technical to make. Uh, easier on the pilot as well. The other one is more technical, a little bit, a little bit harder maybe on the pilot, but it's uh, bringing also advantage in the performance. Uh, I'm talking this about the A class, but it I think it reflects the same also, let's say in the B class or when we go higher. Yes. Uh, when we are talking about the B class, I would like to say that it's, uh, the high B class. It's already a wing that you can, I think. 80% of the pilot can squeeze out of it already enough for their knowledge. So they can do a really long cross-country flights with it because at the moment now we have very high performance wing in the B class already, high B. When we talk about the low B, it's a little bit different. I would like to say that with um, it's different uh, from company to company. Uh, some companies, they say they just make an A wing which is pushed into the B and they call it the low B. For us, let's say we just uh, released the Knight 2 is the wing that it's, uh, we won't say that it's a wing we will give it to the student, but it's a wing for the student who made the license, he made some hours on the thermic flying, and then he can get uh, this uh, low B to mid B wing, I would say. And um, this is different philosophy uh, coming to, to this uh, segment of, uh, of the wings in the B class. Do you also take winching 
into account? Mm, not exactly, I wouldn't say, because all of our wings until now, they didn't have any speciality for, for the winching. So we, we make the wing for the pilot who is going to fly with it cross country. And uh, the winching is just a part of it, which needs to work anyhow. But uh, all of the wings are, uh, they need to go through the load test and shock test and everything. So uh, we may say that there are less lines, but those lines are getting better and better. So that's why we are having also less lines. Uh, I mean, we, it's possible to have less lines, but all of the wings, they need to go to the structure uh, test and uh, they need to be okay also for winching, of course, all the time, yeah. What do you see as an important future development? What we can see in the past, now in the last 10 years, of course, there was a lot, of, a lot done on the, um, on the safety which is, of course, very welcoming for all the pilots. I think the wings now are much, much safer than they were, let's say, 15 years ago. What is happening now, we can hear about the two liners coming to the C-Class. <clears throat> Our uh, position on that is that we will try. Of course, we will also make, we are performance-oriented brands, so we will also try in this category, of course. We will try and see if it works okay, then we'll release it. If it, we feel that it doesn't work, of course, we won't. Uh, but it's something new coming to the C-Class, which we might say that some pilots, I, I think, let's say, 80% uh, of the C-Pilots, they are suitable to, for flying C-Class in the three-liner uh, concept. And now with this coming, I'm afraid that some pilots will say, okay, I'm flying the C-Class, I can fly the two-liner in C-Class as well. I think it's not uh, the case. Uh, people will really need to consider what's their knowledge and see if they can develop and go into this uh, two-liner area and fly it. Um, any further improvements that we may expect from your company? I think the improvements are, uh, it's, it's an evolution of improvements. All the time we are refining something. Um, in competition world, if we, what we see now, it's, uh, the, the improvements are really small, 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 small. We are mostly working now on the safety part and on the, on the handling part. But the performance improvement are not making such a big because it's, it's uh, physically looking at the wing. It, there's not a lot more you can do with it, or it's getting too costly that it would survive actually the the the, um, the paragliding market. But of course, uh, never say never because uh, the evolution is bringing new ideas all the time. And also for us, you can see that when we make one wing, even in the B class, let's say, we learn from it, from this profile, we learn something new and then we implement this on the, on the other, uh, other classes as well. And this is, this is development that is happening all the time. And uh, we can see through the years that all the time we are gaining something. Last question, how do you deal with complaints? How do we deal with complaints? Uh, <clears throat> in our office, we we really put a lot of focus on that, that we are in contact with the customer. So when we get something, let's say a complaint from someone, we try to act as soon as possible, give the answer as soon as possible, and if necessary, also get the material back and check it and do whatever it takes to get the pilot back in the air as soon as possible on the wing that it's uh, done as it needs to be done. I think it's just a matter of that, that uh, the, the company needs to be reactive when it comes to this and uh, check the material because the problem is that uh, the, uh, the production of the wings these days, they are so good and the quality is so high that it, such mistakes happen, I don't know. 
it's zero 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 something percent. But um, mostly, mostly when happens something, you need to get the material, see what happened, and then discuss with the customer what was going on, and especially explain to him if something was happening that he was not aware of that, and he did something, let's say, with the takeoff. You do reserve launch if you are not careful with the lines. We we said before the lines are getting fewer but stronger, so you can rip them on the takeoff and something you don't even notice that and these kind of things are happening all the time but it's important for the brand to communicate them uh, with the customer and in the in the end also solve them with, with him oh well, i think so far the the people turned directly to us so we were always yeah i mean for us it's not a problem uh, we we take this as a part of the job if someone has a good friend uh, who is a dealer as well, he will speak to him first. But otherwise, sometimes they come directly and we do we do a lot of effort in that way that uh, we communicate that as, in the best way possible and as soon as possible and solving this problem as soon as possible for the customer. Because this is a part of uh, having a pilot who is satisfied with the wing in the air, but he needs to be satisfied also with the customer service, which I think we, we put a lot of effort in. In the next Paragliding Chat, you will hear other manufacturers. Don't forget to subscribe to Paragliding Chat, then the next episode will automatically appear in your favorite podcast app. Till next time, safe landings, bye!